I think I need a little 007 license to grill. Actually, that's 006 license to grill. Grab my apron and my spatula. I'm ready to get out of my DB5 and start to grill a great steak. Yes, I know. I know. Bond is just an animal making love to women and then throwing a big piece of meat onto his grill. That's right. He's a man. And he's got a... Thank you. Thank you very much. He's got a man's grill. That grill is a rec tech. <laughs> That's right. That's what happens when you have a, a grill that men design. It just does everything for you while you're making sweet love. It's Rectech. Find them on social media and for their newsletter. Wouldn't it be nice if that's what I used that smart grill technology for? I'm too busy making love in here. Uh, Rectech. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech dot com. It's Friday. Oh, my gosh. Friday means we screw off, usually. It's like we checked out yesterday. And I think that's kind of the deal, because I've got got some really bad stuff percolating in me, and I don't mean like I'm a vile, a Petri dish of COVID. I mean, I'm figuring things out uh, on what's happening with the economy, and uh, it's not good. It's really not good. Uh, I want to put you on high alert today. Uh, I know it's Friday, and then we're going to screw off, and Bill O'Reilly is uh, coming in. But there's there's a couple of people that are are now in charge of different uh, things in uh, in the federal government that will answer to well somebody, but not certainly not you. That you need to know, and we'll explain in sixty seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Am I on the Megyn Kelly show today? I am. Right after this show? That's XM Serious? Yeah, I couldn't do it with Megan today. So You couldn't do it? Yeah, they, oh, they said, yeah. They said ask, can you see if someone else, in the, if there's anyone else in the building? And we had like three three of our janitors were unable to, really? to come and on. So they, like, they yeah, said, I guess we'll go with Glenn. Ha, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. All right. I feel all bad right. for her. Uh, thank you, mm-hmm. Stu. You're welcome. Uh, all right. So, hey, if you're listening to XM Sirius, it's going to be like a five hour Glenn Beck marathon. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, let me tell you about Relief Factor. When you're in so much pain, you can only do the things that are absolutely necessary. Uh, and you would think that sleep is one of those things that is absolutely necessary. Um, and you can't sleep. You're in trouble. That's where Dawn found herself. She's been a hairstylist for 25 years. She has developed constant pain in her hands and her feet and her back, and she has been desperate for something to take the pain away. She heard me talking about Relief Factor. Hello, Don. Yeah, chicks dig me. Anyway, she, uh, I think I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Uh, And and Don is now at the porcelain god worshiping it. She's like, oh my gosh, Glenn Beck said something like, anyway, uh, 
Dawn uh, started taking Relief Factor, and she says, I'm a completely different person. Uh, she said, I'm the person I had been before the pain took my life over. Dawn got her life back, and so could you. Please try Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-583-84. Uh, ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. Well, hello, Stu. Glenn, how are you? Oh, my gosh. You know how I am. Things are good. Things are great. Everyone should be happy going into the weekend. <laughs> One thing I was thinking, Glenn, is everything is awesome when you're part of a team. Thank you. Yeah. That is a good idea. You should come up with a song. <gasps> That's a great It'd idea. be like, everything is awesome. Is uh, that right? That sounds... Everything is awesome. Yeah, everything And you're is part cool of a team. Something like that. Team. Yeah. Hey, there's a great team. A great team being assembled in in uh, Washington, D.C. I've noticed team. this team coming together. Have you? <laughs> is it... Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, have you? Mm -hmm. Homeland Security Secretary um, Alexandro uh, Mayorkas. He said yesterday that immigration officers... <laughs> I don't know what it is. Every time I hear that guy's name, I think of Greek yogurt. Is you know what I that, look is at a Greek it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brand that sounds like something Mayorkas? like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, when I look at the name, it makes me think of Greek yogurt. It does. I'm okay. Like, yeah. When hearing it, no. But looking at the name, I'm like, yeah, that is Greek yogurt. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Greek yogurt, who's now running our. <laughs> Let's just call him Greek yogurt. <laughs> yeah. Greek that... yogurt, who's now HHS. Um, he is. Uh, he said immigration officers can no longer detain and deport people from the U.S. solely based on them being undocumented. Hmm. No, that's interesting for somebody who's, you know, uh, helping run the border, mm. uh, you know, and it doesn't seem to me to be like yet another signal to people, you know, south of the border. No, it's not it. There's my south of the border music. Where is it? South of the border. Yes. It doesn't sound like, hey, the gringos are going to let us stay. Quick. Rush to the border. Doesn't sound like that at all to me. Does it to you, Stu? No. No. Hmm. No. Um, the uh, memo to immigration and border agency officials, uh, Greek yogurt outlined <laughs> new guidelines <laughs> that direct immigration and customs enforcement officers to focus on the arrest and deportation of immigrants who pose a threat to both national and border security as well as public safety. So in other, so in other words... And I just think of this out. I, I'm rushing to the border because the gringo says we can stay. Uh, and then somebody in your party says, oh, we've got to bring guns with us. No, no, we will not bring guns. We are just families trying to better our life. Yes, we're going across the border. Now that group of people will be allowed to stay. They'll be like, hang on, DHS here. Um, uh, do you pose a threat? No, no gringo, no threat. We are just a loving family trying to better our lives. Okay. Right? Sure. But the guy who comes in and says, no gringo, I have guns and drugs that I am bringing into your country. Mm. We can deport them. That should work well. Yeah, that's going to work really well. Because one thing I've found about people who run drugs and guns is that they're honest. honest. Yeah, they're honest. They're like, look, we just disagree on the laws. K 
can do we have to be disagreeable right i disagree on your drug laws okay <laughs> that's the deal i think cocaine and and fentanyl is great is there no room for debate gosh yeah, well there is lucky <laughs> for them you. there is room for debate gosh. in the united states now let me tell you <clears throat> let me tell you that the senate confirmed uh the public lands nominee now we've we've told you uh about tracy stone manning uh before um she's the one that was helping the eco terrorists you know with tree spiking if you don't know what tree spiking is let me tell you because i grew up in the pacific northwest i remember when this was happening uh loggers would go out and they would try to cut down a tree and somebody had put a spike in a tree the logger wouldn't notice it as he's cutting down the tree his chainsaw would hit the spike it would come back and cut his arm off (laughs) oh it was great oh the laughs we had in the 70s and 80s well these people were eco-terrorists and people were afraid to go into logging exactly what the eco-terrorists wanted because the trees are far more important than human beings well uh tracy stone manning uh she was part of that group isn't that great and we have a space for everybody now in the biden administration i mean not you not common sense people no no but eco-terrorists yes so she's now the head of our public land bureau Oh, this is going to be so good because she's, for instance, my ranch is surrounded by national park, by a national forest. And then I have BLM land. That's not Black Lives Matter land, which it may be soon. (laughs) But BLM land is Bureau of Land Management. And the reason why you can afford meat is because I, as a rancher, or others, we don't. There's not enough space. There's not enough privately held land to let all of these cows just graze on private land. So the Bureau of Land Management, they manage all of the land. The Supreme Court said two times to the federal government, give back to the states. But they're like, no, 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 the states can't do that. It's better held by us in Washington because we really know what's going on, especially especially this person that helped people put spikes in trees. She's going to be great. And so I can guarantee you they are going to cut off the ranchers from being able to have their cows graze on the land, which will mean you won't have as many cows. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that great for global warming? And it will make the price of meat skyrocket. That's great because we're trying to get people not to eat meat. This is what's coming. You've put a radical into the Bureau of Land Management. Oh, that's going to work out really well. Really well with our farmers. Really well. What was the vote on that? You said that was confirmed by the Senate? (sighs) Yeah, uh, five Republicans didn't even show up to vote, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was all party line. Party line, okay. Mm-hmm. So this was not one of the because you, you've seen some of some of these nominees, even nominees that we think are pretty extreme, will get twenty votes from Republicans. Yeah, none, sometimes. none on this time. None. none, none. Wow. Okay. Now there's somebody else that I'd like to introduce you to. Yes, meet your new government. 
So we have Greek uh, yogurt telling <laughs> the telling the DHS they can't, uh, you know, deport people. Right. Um, we now have the tree spike lady in charge of all of our uh, all of our land in America. And I want to introduce you to somebody that we have just put in as the comptroller for the United States Treasury. This is good. This is re- no, no, no. This is really good. In fact, so good that even Janet Yellen said, uh, not her. <laughs> so you thought Janet Yellen was a radical, right? You thought mm, she really doesn't understand the free market. Even she's saying not this person. Wow. Yeah. So the pick for the comptroller, that's the person that just counts the pennies and things like that. They're the ones that really oversee everything. Um, the Treasury Department's comptroller of our currency. Okay, good, right? Not a problem with our currency. Is there a problem with our currency, Stu? Not that I've noticed. Not that you've noticed. There's no, no inflation. There's no, I mean, the banking system is completely, <laughs> they're completely fine. It's going swimmingly. Swimming. We are mm-hmm. swimming. That's a good one for our currency. <laughs> we're yes. under, I, I don't want people to think that that means we're underwater in any way. No. no it's going swimmingly. No. There's water involved. Yes. There's not land mm-hmm. nearby. Yes. It's going swimmingly. It's going <laughs> swimmingly. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, I don't think the American public can swim. Uh, Janet Yellen, by the way, yesterday came out and said, we shouldn't even have a debt ceiling. Oh, my gosh. That's totally oh, where this. Thank you. I think that's where this ends up, right? They just they just get rid of it completely. Uh, well, that's what that's what all the best countries do. Germany, 1920s, Weimar, that's what they did. Zimbabwe, that's what they did. How about Argentina? Did they get some of that done? Uh, that was good. Argentina got a, some of that done. Of that. Yeah, yeah, Venezuela. Venezuela. Venezuela some of the greatest that. nations in economic history. So, yeah, when you done, search for yeah. incredible economic yeah. events, they yeah. come up. Yes, yes, right? yes, you know? yes, yes. So, anyway, um, she came out and said, we just got to get rid of that debt ceiling. Um, uh, but on, on, on another front, as I'm telling you, we should get rid of the debt ceiling so debt doesn't matter anymore and we can print all the money we want and completely change to the modern monetary theory, which is Weimar Republic or Venezuela. Um, I also want to tell you that you're putting in as the comptroller somebody too radical for me. So who is this person? Well, the new comptroller of the currency is a Soviet-born and educated, Soviet-born and Soviet-educated professor who has praised the former Soviet Union's lack of a gender pay gap while recently uh, advocating for, and I'm quoting, an end to the banking system as we know it. Moving all Americans financing from private banks to the Federal Reserve. She's a Cornell University law professor. She was tapped by the president September 23rd to oversee the nation's biggest banks and federal savings associations. Let me say that again. The woman who just advocated for an end to the banking system as we know it, ending private banks and making All the only bank that matters is the Federal Reserve. She's now overseeing the biggest banks and the federal savings associations. Hmm. Hmm. 
Janet Yellen uh, said she's uh, she is seeking to radically reshape the basic architecture and dynamics of modern finance. Out loud, she said that. <laughs> pretty sure. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, she's raised concerns about her taking the post. Uh, she said, "Look, uh, private banks should be non-depository lenders, changing the banking system, quote as we know it." So in other words, you couldn't put banks can't you can't go in and put deposits in there. All the deposits would go into the Federal Reserve and we'll just stop calling Chase Manhattan and JP Morgan, all those things as private banks. They're it's the Federal Reserve. And so we'll just make them all a Federal Reserve Bank. And then you know what can happen? Then we can change the currency because the collapse is coming sooner than you think. Um, we can change the currency to digital and that way, the Federal Reserve will have automatic access to everybody's bank account. And we can make sure that everybody is using digital currency because there will be no other choice. It will be great. Not prison-like. It will be great. So anyway, it's Friday. There are just three members of the U.S. government that seem really... It, this. When they said we're going to return to normalcy, you know, if we get rid of Donald Trump, I think this is what we were all thinking, right? <laughs> Weren't we all thinking, gee, if we just had somebody that was born and educated in the Soviet Union that wants to take all private banking and destroy it, if they could just be put in charge of the banks, if we could just have an econo- uh, uh, an, uh, environmentalist, uh, uh, environmental terrorist uh, run all of the public land, and we could have some sort of weird Greek yogurt running the security of our nation and they can say hey don't deport anybody unless they tell you they have drugs i think this is what we were all thinking i think this is should ask your friends share these stories and ask your friends is this what you voted for because i don't think it is i don't think it is all right uh you know i've told you before i think that one of the reasons why i um, have preserved things, uh, and I have spent a lot of time and money, um, of my own money, at uh, Mercury One, buying um, documents and trying to preserve, for instance, the first draft of the Declaration of Independence. The reason why we have done that is because I had a prompting of, of clay pots, and I've interpreted that over 15 years as the Dead Sea Scrolls. We have sacred scripture in America. It's called the Declaration of Independence. It's uh, the, the, uh, the Federalist Papers. It's all of these things. And put them into clay pots. In other words, keep them safe from being destroyed. Make sure they are preserved for other generations. The other interpretation I've had of that prompting is your children. Your children are clay pots. Plant these things deep inside of them. Well, that's easier said than done in today's world. Most of us don't even know how to do it. Let me tell you about the Tuttle Twins books. These teach about freedom. They teach about um, economics, um, the free market. And it's a way that they will be able to understand. And uh, look, I, I know we want our kids to, you know, just read about good night, moon, um, but it, the, the times call for um, parents to step in and teach important things to our kids, no matter how old they are.
TuttleTwinsBeck.com is where you can get these books. They're for little kids, and they have different versions for young adults, and adults really learn a lot from these as well. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 35% discount on all of their books, plus they are giving away the activity workbooks at no additional cost. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10-second station ID. Um, I am on the verge of finally really understanding one of the more complex, uh, banking issues that I've, I've ever encountered. And I am not the guy to do this. Um, but unfortunately no one else seems to be doing it. And, um, it's on this reverse repo thing that's going on with the fed and the banks. It started out, and I told you a year ago, something's wrong. Something's very wrong. This is something that we don't do. We did it in 2008, and that's it. We don't do this. What is happening? And it started out with the banks um, being able to do something with the Treasury uh, and, and be able to, I didn't understand it at the time, make money overnight with the treasury and that's where i had been focused on they're making money the the fed is paying our banks to hold all of this money overnight and i didn't understand it and i'm on the verge of understanding it so please excuse me but i will tell you last night um last night the fed they said they were going to do 50 billion dollars then it was up to 500 billion dollars every night Last night, the reverse repo market was $1.65 trillion. Um, and next week, uh, I hope to have a better handle on this, but I'm telling you, I really feel like this is the last flare off of the tip of the Titanic before she went under. This, uh, I think, is our, our real last warning to prepare yourself, prepare for impact. Uh, The United States could be Venezuela in a blink of an eye, and it will happen that fast. Please start looking at your financing, and please prepare for impact. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We'll have more on that uh, next week. You know, when I say things, sometimes I just know they're true. Um, My mouth dries up and my heart is in my throat and uh please prepare for impact legacy box if you're holding on to boxes of old home movies to share with your family uh then you gotta ask yourself a couple of things are the the images on the photographs even still there are they still vibrant um more importantly do you have a way to watch them if they're on videotape or any kind of tape they're honestly formats that i've sent into legacy box i don't even know what machine it was recorded on i have (laughs) no literally no idea i should bring some of them in and show you because we've used so many different formats over the years and it's like i have no idea what machine even (laughs) plays that anyway you can preserve these memories uh by using legacy box that's what they do uh, old photographs, videos, everything else, you send them in and they return them on any format that you ask for. It's LegacyBox.com slash Beck. They're 
a way for you to take 40% off right now. Just get the Legacy Box and then hold it when you're ready. Fill it up and send it to them. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Hmm. Uh, you're going to feel really bad. Really bad. The New York, uh, the New York Teachers Union and the, um, the Amer- I think it's the American Federation, no, the United Federation of Teachers, uh, they are asking the Supreme Court to stop this vaccine mandate on teachers because they think it's unconstitutional. The Teachers Union are uh, are saying that the government has gone too far. They they <laughs> you can't tell individuals what to do. That's un- un- hmm. unconstitutional. Really? Could I play the Terry McAuliffe <clears throat> audio? Do we still have that from a couple of days ago when he said, you know, we're not going to have people tell teachers what to teach? You believe school systems should tell children what to do. I believe parents should be in charge of their okay. kids' education. Mr. McAuliffe, 30 seconds. So first of all, this shows how clueless Glenn Youngkin is. He doesn't understand what the laws were because he's never been involved here Shut in up. helping Virginia. But it was not. It, the parents had to write to veto bills, veto books, Glenn, not to be knowledge about it, mm. also take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents uh, come into schools and actually you take books out and make they their own decisions. Right. They had a right to veto, veto books. So, to yeah, I stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Virginia, if you vote this guy in, you get exactly what you deserve. You do. Unfortunately, if you're living in Virginia and you've worked and worked and worked and worked, it'll be time to move. It will be. You have got to get out of these places that are run by people who think that you don't have a right to even veto books. You notice he said they had a right to veto books, not 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 to understand them or what was it intelligently. What? Oh, so everybody was just like, I veto books. What, they're not in making intelligent decisions? No, they're just making decisions you, the people in power, don't agree with. It's so revealing how completely absurd he thinks this idea is, that the parents would have a right to tell their kids, teach their kids what they should... You it's know, unbelievable. What the system... I mean, it's like he thinks it's a completely bonkers alien idea that the parents would be, control, would be in control of their own kids' education. So may I recommend that, uh, as I say to you, batten, batten down the hatches. Um, anybody who says, boy, that's been a weird year. Well, glad I'll be glad for the new year. Shut up, because <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be worse. If you think you don't recognize your country now, mark my words this time next year. When I say remember when I said mm-hmm, you won't recognize it from this year. It will be that different. Um, And I can't recommend highly enough to get to places where you're not in the minority, get to places where there are good, decent people who don't care who you voted for, but they do care if you love America and you you believe in the Bill of Rights, you vote whatever you want. Do you believe in the Bill of Rights? Do you believe that all men are created equal? Do you believe there shouldn't be some dictator telling you exactly what to do and not to do? Because I do. And then more importantly, I think you need to live in a place where where God and the Judeo-Christian ethic is really strong. Because we're going to have to start relying on each other. 
And I don't mean, we got to rely on each other because you got caps and I got balls. And so we're going to shoot it up. I mean, rely on each other for help, for food. You are going to see in the next year, empty shelves everywhere. Um, we are going to, um, that's, if, that's if the economy still is chugging next year. Uh, if it's not, you're definitely going to see empty shelves. Uh, but you're going to see the supply chain collapse. Now, I want you to understand what that means. When the supply chain collapses, um, you know, it's like I've said over for 20 years now when I'm talking to you about my Patriot supply. And I'll be like, because, you know, when a truck can't make it to your grocery store eight times a day to replenish the shelves, that's the average. Each grocery store is replenished eight times a day. When those trucks aren't bringing stuff in, you don't have anything on your on your grocery shelves. How many of us have already experienced this in grocery stores? I know there are things and brands that I have I have wanted to buy. If I, for instance, can't buy uh, what's the Mexican water, the Topo, Topo, Topo Chico. Chico, I I can't find that. Now I know it's out there. I've gone to three grocery stores. I can't find it. Okay, what 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 happened to that? Um, and I don't know if it's a supply chain, if they stop carrying it or whatever. I just can't find it. I know there are many things, many things. I ordered a stove a year ago, a year ago. When it was supposed to come in in spring, they said it would be in August. When August passed, they said it would be in September. When September passed, they said, um, yeah, we're not really sure. We can't give you a date. It could be as much as another year Excuse me? What? How many times have you gone to buy certain things and it's just not there anymore? And you're like, wow, that's weird. I'm telling you, these are the birth pangs of things to come. There is a group of, uh, of dock workers. Of, uh, they're all the transportation people. They're the heads of the truck drivers and uh, airlines that are doing cargo shipments and the seafarers. They went to the U.N. and gave the U.N. a massive warning and said, you're on the verge of a complete system collapse because of what the governments are doing with COVID, how they're restricting people, uh, how they're disin uh, disin giving disin uh, disincentives to work by paying people extra to stay home. It is collapsing the supply chain. The California ports, just the California ports, about to break. All that stuff sitting out on the, on the coast can't be brought in because there's nobody to truck it. There's no way to get the port. There's no way to get them out of the ports. There's nobody to put them onto trucks. And it's all because of the regulations that the government are, are doing all over the world now. Stu was just telling me he was just reading from what was the uh, the company Simple uh, Modern. Simple Modern. Yeah, they make uh, you know stainless steel drinkware is one yeah. of the things they make. Um, Mike Beckham is the CEO. He says this is pretty scary. There's a major storm brewing in the supply chain. Stop. Everything you think you know about America, forget that you're in a new world. And listen to this with fresh ears, please. 
It could dramatically impact everyone's life next year, but almost no one knows about it yet. We're talking about empty shelves, crazy inflation, etc. Here's what I'm learning about the problem from my contacts in China. As a communist country, China is centrally planned. That means things like electricity usage are planned in Beijing by party officials instead of governed by the supply and demand of the market. Which is incredibly different than what uh, Joe Biden is working on. Uh, They won't be centrally planned in Beijing, just centrally planned in Washington, (laughs) D.C. Totally different city. Completely different city. And that's full of Chinese people. And in Washington, D.C. is not full of Chinese people. I mean, the differences just keep adding up to the point to where it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. to even mention central planning like china compared to the central planning here it's completely different here it's at the beginning of the year china set electricity quotas for each province Hmm. as a result of supply chain disruptions from covid and unprecedented factory demand many of the provinces have used way more electricity than planned Hmm. now china doesn't have enough coal power so in other words when they don't have a free market to be able to do the things with power that they need to do and just have companies incentivized to, you know, from the free market to continue this like it works here in America. <laughs> the central planning, they run out of electricity. Mm. Did they stop building walls? Why don't they just build more walls with more outlets in them? Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to check into that. Yeah, okay. He doesn't cover that. Uh, the Chinese government has begun restricting electric- electrical usage for the provinces based on how much electricity they have used so far this year. There's a green, yellow, and red system that is put in place. As I mean, That's how what every Chinese or every government, uh, communist government ever does. They, they've always got color-based systems. Yeah, I know. DHS and, and we doesn't never do that. that. We don't do that. Um, uh, some of uh, our primary production is in a yellow region. These partners now have electricity caps and can work four days a week instead of six. Their production has been cut by 33%, and these cuts are likely to last until the Chinese New Year. This is a big deal. In stainless steel drinkware, that's the business he's in, 93% of the world's production happens in one province in China. Of that production, about half happens from now until the Chinese New Year. What that means is about 20% of the world's production isn't going to get built this year. Products being produced in the more restricted red regions are going to get hit even harder. There are already stories about regions having to operate by candlelight due to the power rationing. Mm. The problem with COVID is that it led to cascading failures throughout the supply chain. If production drops so dramatically over the coming months, then empty shelves will be commonplace. We are talking about a situation where many product types will be completely nuked. Do your Christmas shopping now. I, that's not what I want you to take from this article. No, but I, with uh, little but, kids. Uh, yeah, with yeah. little kids, do your Christmas shopping right now. Right now. Because it's going to be very bad this Christmas. Even more concerning is what will happen on the other side of the Chinese New Year. The lack of production caused by the electrical shortages is going to cause an unprecedented amount of demand on Chinese factories in 2022. It's very likely that if that happens, we will see the biggest traffic jam the supply chain has ever experienced. This year, we got a taste of what happens when you apply pressure to the logistics supply chain. Next year, we may see a full break in some places. One additional point is that China is simultaneously rolling out its 2021 to 2022 autumn and winter action plan for air pollution management. This plan curtails even more production from factories with higher pollution. Um, and it goes on and on. Blah, 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 blah. But, blah, but, but blah. you get the point here. You know, okay. we're talking about major disruptions. And it's like, I think we all went into COVID realizing like, holy crap, this whole thing could collapse. And I think, uh, I would say the majority of people are like, oh, I mean, that was rough. And obviously the health issues haven't were one thing. Yet. But we haven't paid the an bill economic price like that. No, the bill hasn't come yet. And mm-hmm. it's coming next year. It is coming. 
Um, let me just go back to the ports in California. So, you know, 40% of all of the stuff that comes in on car- cargo ships come into 11 ports in California. 40%. 30% of everything we ship out goes through 11 ports in California. Because of the workers that are not working, um, because the, um, the ports couldn't, I mean, they lost so much money when nothing was coming in. Now the demand is so high, so you know, half of the ships in port in California are called mega container ships. They have like 10,000 of those big cargo things in them, okay? Um, That's double or triple the size of what cargo ships were uh, 10 years ago. Triple the size. So it takes them a lot longer to load and unload, which means there are more trucks, trains, and warehouses that are needed to unload, store, and transport the good. Half of them are these. Uh, the wait now keeps getting longer and longer and longer. Containers are waiting nearly 16 days on average before they're being unloaded. And the ports are working 24 hours a day now. This is unsustainable. They have 100 plus ships sitting waiting outside of Los Angeles alone to try to get into the ports. Um, Everything that you're looking for on your shelf, a lot of it is sitting out waiting for somebody to open it and, and be able to get it onto a truck. It's sitting in the water right now. That's not all of the demand. As you heard, China can't keep up with the demand and it's about to break in China because of electricity but not just electricity kids they're also going now through a massive economic problem please hear me shortages are coming you will look at shelves next year and you will wonder if you are even in the united states of america and the answer for the most part will be no um my pillow Oh, God, I just want to sleep. <laughs> just when well, we had this debate the other day of would you rather go through all of this or just have a giant meteor take you by surprise and just kill you? And I think I think I'd I'd vote for the meteor at this point. But um, you can slip uh, in between uh, the Giza dream sheets and lay your head down on a my pillow and you can rest and sleep in the softest cotton in the world. It's the closest thinking, uh, the closest uh, I have been to a perfect night's sleep has been, honestly, on the Giza Dream Sheets. They are so great, and they're still on sale at buy one, get one free. When it comes to great prices for a great product, MyPillow doesn't disappoint. In fact, I can't even imagine. If I would have had to guess, and this is sincere, if I would have had to guess how much those sheets were, they'd be in the hundreds of dollars. Uh, They're not. Check them out now, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com, especially with a buy one, get one free offer, the Giza Dream Sheets, 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117. Go to the great radio specials and uh, make sure you use the promo code Beck, MyPillow.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. (sighs) This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, we're glad that you're here. I, I, I have to bring you some more news here. Michael Horowitz, he's the inspector general, um, 
for uh, the FBI. He released a damning report yesterday that nobody's going to tell you about that the FBI has widespread violations in the intelligence agency's applications for FISA. The FBI Woods procedures are designed to ensure FISA applicants uh, are scrupulously accurate and require agents to document support for all factual assertions contained in them. However, the inspector general's audit found numerous incidents, hundreds of them where this did not occur. The FBI was not meeting its expectations of its own protocols by failing to comply with the Woods procedures. Well, I mean, I don't know anything about the Woods procedures, but I'm sure the FBI would do those things if those procedures were reasonable. Isn't that what the Woods... We, We would do it. We're just not going to. I think that's the way the FBI is interpreting this. This means that the FBI is using the FISA courts and spying on people in secret uh, and they are completely unleashed. They have no discipline or oversight. This is the Glenn Beck Program.